Here we go! there, my name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. We are back with a brand new season of the podcast. It is true. Here we, we are. We did it. Um, it's been when, a long summer. When you guys are listening to this, we had plans, okay, <laughs> to record so many episodes. We always have plans. Plans. Some would say a plethora of episodes. Yep. yep. And uh, we did not do that. Well, so this thing, there were a few things that happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, summer mostly happened. Mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. And we had planned to go ahead and keep recording on when, or recording and or writing on yeah. Wednesdays to make sure that we were actually significantly ahead. Did it one time, uh, one point five times. Yes, um, we got together and basically came up with an entire different project's <laughs> worth of ideas. Um, and, and very, I mean, the the main thing that happened is you got a lot of speaking engagements that specifically happened on Wednesdays, on Wednesdays almost which are our recording writing day on that's Church Nerds. Sometimes it was the only day of the week. And then yeah. when you weren't speaking, I was speaking. That's true. So, um, pe- same physical camp location, different. Basically, camps. we got nothing done at all. Hey, come on, lady, that's not true. And also, so much summer stuff with the kids, like mm-hmm. a lot. So typically, I we school through the summer, and we don't do as much like summer fun stuff. But since the kids were in school. I felt like since we were in summer break, we yeah. should actually do things. Do a real summer, like a, yeah. like, a like an actual kid's summer. And um, Julian and I declared it the summer of Anna and Julian and uh, mm-hmm. that we had to hang out because we hadn't been hanging out, um, I don't know, at all. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so nothing, nothing got done. Yeah, so here we are um, recording for, for the actual premiere. Yay. For uh, this, there our brand new season. Hey, if this is your first time <laughs> with us here at, at Church Nerds, welcome. We are so excited to have you. A little bit about us. My name is Bubba. I'm one of the founders here at Love Thy Nerd. And uh, a little bit about me. I am, at the time that you're hearing this, I'm the new CEO of brand this year organ- organization. Banking new. Organization. Like a fresh one right out the drawer. Right at what? The drawer. I just, just got a drawer full of CEOs. As if I were a pair of underwear? No, I was not thinking underwear. You were. Thinking, you were. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Listen, it's fine. I was not. I was, I don't know what, what were I you was. thinking? <laughs> like a piece of silverware or something? I don't oh, know. Weird. I was specifically thinking of kitchen drawers. Were you really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I was not. I, I was like, where else are there you drawers? Really compare you with a pair of underwear. But a fresh you pair. You just think so low of me sometimes. Hey, sometimes a fresh pair of underwear are the best thing. The other day I learned that Bubba I thinks accept. that I'm so disgusting that I would come, that I would spend a day at the lake <laughs> and not shower and just get in bed like 
unshowered from the lake. But hey, it's good to know you wouldn't do you that. You believed that about oh, me. Oh, with I'm every fiber of my being, I did. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, absolutely not. Well, hey, if you're confused at all, because this is your first time, um, Anna and I are married. We are. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's a good piece of information. It's fine. Yes. We've been married for 14 years. Keep it on the up and up. We do. We have four children. Mm-hmm. Um, ranging from age 10 to age 18 months, mm-hmm. which is a year and a half for people who don't speak in months. Thank you for doing the math for me. Yep. You're welcome. Um, and we have some pets. Um, Indiana, Sylvie, Marco, and Captain, nope, Kitten Underpants. <laughs> Captain Kitten Underpants. Kitten Underpants. Speaking of underpants. Speaking, yeah, full circle. Anyway, um, yeah, so Bubba does uh, most of the nerd stuff. I do some of the church stuff. Not all of it, but some of it. Yeah, well, you do most of the church stuff now. Now I do. Yeah, you still work with the kiddos. Yep, 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 And yep. your responsibilities and everything is just like, growing wildly because yeah they might scale it back after last week so we'll see <laughs> they were <laughs> like they we don't. never want to leave you alone again ever oh i doubt it i um, highly that's doubt what they that. said they said we never want to do that to you again that's different than we, we never are never leave going you to go to a summer camp like a weekend camp that falls on a sunday ever again that's what they said oh well that's fine yeah um but so what we like to do here at Love Thy Nerd, again, fresh start with everybody we're saying brand new. Hopefully we got millions of new listeners that are just millions pouring, pouring in. Just found us on our first episode. From of wherever the internet rivers and tributaries flow into each other. Um, hey, we are Love Thy Nerd and we're, we're a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. And one of the ways that we do that is by creating thoughtful content. And so that's hopefully what this fits this into. This podcast is thoughtful semi-thoughtful. Content. Yeah. We want to we want you to think thoughtfully and also Christianly about the media that you consume. And if you don't use the word Christianly very often, good for you. Cuz it's a weird word. It's a word that we use cuz we think it drives home a point that we have, but really what it means is just let's look at things through a Christian lens if we do profess to be Christians, which Anna and I do. And if you don't, that's totally fine. Hey, enjoy this weird peek behind the curtain. Every single episode of Church Nerds. If you're not a believer, you can still have fun here, hang out, and maybe hopefully learn something or laugh. Um, uh, when I think Anna is talking about underwear and she's talking about a fork. Ah, uh, yeah. So yep. it's hey, honest mistake between <laughs> two people who have barely been married for fourteen years. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hey, Anna. There are yes. a couple places that people can follow us online. New people, oh, yeah, hey. where can they find us? Uh, well, you can find us on a lot of the major social networks. Like, um, you should go to our website, lovethynerd.com. That is not a social network, but it is our website, lovethynerd.com. And you can find our socials by going to lovethynerd.com slash Twitch, slash Facebook, slash Discord, or just go to slash community. Yep, give it a shot. And that'll, you know... Show you all the th- all of the things. Yeah, we got a bunch we, of other podcasts that we do and YouTube stuff, and you know, we're spending a lot of time on Twitch these days, streaming a lot of things. Actually, talking about how we can get this onto that, um, if that's something that we <laughs> this onto that something that we think that we could do. Um, 
if you guys saw just where we were recording, it's literally behind all of the stuff that I use to record. Yeah. Anything else. Um, you called this a lair. I don't like that. <sighs> yeah, I Then did. you called it a dungeon. I, I didn't call it a dungeon. Like I called it a dungling. I, I thought you were just being silly with the way you said dungeon. No, so when I was doing Wordle, dungleon was, was the dungeon like word version of Wordle. Dungleon. Oh. Yeah. But I like I think it's a fun word to say. Um I want to call it a nook. This is the podcast Nook because nooks are cuter. This is not cute. I wanted it to be cute and that's why I asked you to I put all this paneling. I think it has potential. Up. But it ain't cute. <laughs> when you tell me you want to switch spaces with me so you don't have to hurdle my garbage. That's yeah. That hurts so deep. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up during the podcast, but, but you can if you want. Here's the deal. I also don't want to do it. <laughs> so you have to you have to be on that side. We're working on some stuff and, and kind of creating the space. And we got a brand new soundboard. You guys don't need to know anything about any of that stuff. But hey, we are dedicated, Anna and I are, to bringing you the best content that we possibly can. And so we're going to encourage you to stick around and hang out with us today. If no other time, just hang out today, taste it, see what it's like. This is probably going to be a good one to share with your friends because today we're talking about stranger things. Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, we're not going to get into it because this is the intro, but we are talking about Stranger Things, specifically season four, and we're going to kind of do a little bit of a breakdown. And what we like to do on Church Nerds is we'll take a pop culture topic and split it into two pieces, okay? So what can we do looking at it just from like the nerd side of things, from pop culture side of things? And then how can we take some of the things that we've seen and themes and look through a biblical Christian uh, lens and worldview to kind of pull some of those, like I said, thoughtful and and Christian ideas out of the media that we consume. What I promise we're never going to do is go, this is the Jesus character. This is the devil character. This is the, this is Unless the, we're talking about the chosen. Well, okay. And then that's easy. And there's an actual Jesus character. Yeah. So. Well, his name is Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And so, which we will be talking about the chosen season three. I think it's three. Yep. Yeah. So they've said that they've wrapped on filming and that they're. Oh, they did? Yeah. And so. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, but hey, we're going to get into all that here in just a little bit. Please don't go anywhere. Like I said, we're going to take a short break and be right back with more of the Church Nerds podcast. So please, please, please stick around and see what's going on right here on the Church Nerds podcast. Welcome to The Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Steven, with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. Adam Scott joins the Madam Web movie. I love Adam Scott. Not sure how I feel about the Madam Web movie. Production on Dune Part 2 has finally begun. It's about time. The Powerpuff Girls is getting rebooted. Chemical X. Uh, cool. Russell Crowe, who played Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder, was originally going to play Satan. Jeez. A Dungeons and Dragons movie is on the way with Chris Pine in the lead role. The trailer was just released at San Diego Comic-Con, and it doesn't look bad. We'll see. DC's new Blue Beetle movie has wrapped production in Puerto Rico. I'm excited for this one. DC needs a win. 
Christopher Nolan's new Oppenheimer movie just released a poster, and he's still using the same font for all his titles. Top Gun Maverick has passed Avengers at the box office with $623.8 million. Take that, Mickey Rourke. Let's talk some game news. Another game delay. The new Avatar game, Frontiers of Pandora, will now release in 2023. Bummer, but what are you going to do? Discord integration is finally coming to Xbox. Sick. Stray released this past week, which is a game where you play as a cat in a cyberpunk world. I'm not really a cat guy, but the game looks awesome and it's getting great reviews. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Steven, and thanks again for joining me this week for the Lightning Round. Welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. Um, thank you for anywhere that you found us and you were joining us besides LTN Radio. That was one of the things that we didn't talk about. We said that we were part of, we were an LTN Radio morning show. Never talked about the Daggum Radio Station. Hey, you can yeah. find us at ltnonair.com or by downloading the Live 365 app and just searching for LTN Radio. Mm-hmm. It's super dope. Yeah, you, yep, you can catch out. our episodes there actually before we put them onto all every, of the every Friday the other places like Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and all that. That's exactly right. You can right. catch them like when they're hot. Get them hot, hot off the presses. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Well, uh, we're back and things are stranger than ever. Ooh. There are some strange things in this world, but we are only here to talk about the ones that are even stranger. Oh, you're doing great. Yeah. Which, <laughs> you don't like any of these things? I mean, I... <sighs> okay. You, you, we're doing fine. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to say mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Stranger Things season four dropped Got this it. summer. Mm, yes. We watched it. There are definitely going to be some spoilers here because yeah. we want to talk about it. So if you are not caught up, but you wish you were caught up, please go catch up. Man, we will be right back here when you are done with that Netflix binge. Yeah. Here's the thing though. If you're, if you, if you haven't even started season four, just, just listen, just uh, listen to us. What? Because they're never going to finish it. Yes, they are. No. If they haven't watched it already, probably never going to finish it. You think that they're not invested in this? Although I will say that during one of my speaking engagements at a camp, I had, uh, we were talking about, you know, stranger things uh-huh. as I'm wont to do. And I had one of the, one of the students during lunch come up to me and say, Hey, um, I, I binged stranger things this, this summer. And I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Me too. And she goes, no, 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 All, All of, it. of it. And it was like early in the summer. Like I'm talking like June. She did it in June, which is a feat. I guess if you don't have anything to do, maybe she didn't have a job, but like. Probably not. Still like. So then she was at summer camp. Just watching season four is a commitment. I mean, I, I, I appreciate, we might've mentioned this before, but I appreciate the way that, Netflix is doing series now as opposed to like 
the way traditional US TV had been done where it was like 24 seasons and like 10% of the stuff in those seasons was actually good content and the rest was filler and that's why there was all of this stuff about like movie actors feeling like they were better than TV actors because their stuff was usually produced better and TV actors are like you have no no idea idea what it takes to to do TV acting. (laughs) And I can understand both sides of that, but we're going more toward like the British model of TV where it's like much shorter seasons and better content, but longer Longer than a movie, longer than a movie. So you actually get like more, more story, which is awesome. And that is what I'm here for. I like it. Like you were mentioning it was kind of like Sherlock. Sherlock, or I would say even like Broadchurch. Um, well, I was recommending Broadchurch to someone today. Oh, I would absolutely. Re- well, who I thought massive, would have seen it already. Massive trigger warnings for some names. some of these things. Oh yeah, but yeah, definitely adults uh, show that yeah. one. When I <laughs> somebody didn't like how I was using the the word adult the other day, and I don't mean like I don't mean like. Just say completely it. explicit and stuff. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just, it is like not for watching with children. It's too, too no. maturely themed, too much stuff in it. Yes. It is. It's actual mature. Yeah. Not most things that are rated M for mature. Right. That should be rated That's I am I mean. for immature. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I got you. Maybe, maybe you're right. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we like the, the formatting of, of mm-hmm. Stranger Things, and not just Stranger Things, but a lot of things that are coming out on streaming services. Yeah, I'm, that are are around like eight to ten episodes. I, and I'm I'm totally okay with. I actually like this model a lot more than what Disney is doing with their Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's like, you know, eight six episodes, whatever. They just kind but of you have to be there every week, like with old TV. Y- well, you don't have to. It's going to, like, it's a streaming well, service. Right, you, you don't can have, go back to, you and don't watch have it to record it. <laughs> yeah, I just like to be it. able to turn on the next one right now. I don't like waiting a week. Oh, I'm, that's me. Yeah. 100%. But, yeah. but I do like more, like spending more time with these shows. Um, and so, you know, Stranger Things dropped in two parts. Mm-hmm. And the last two episodes were long. Like an hour and a half or something like that. I, I mean, well, one of them was an hour and a half and the other one was over two hours. And so it was two full length feature movies to close out, not the series, just to close out the season. Yeah. And so I look at that and my head goes up a little bit, head tilt, head up, and I go, hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Duffer Brothers, I want everything you're going to throw at me. Like, because you know what? I am absolutely here for the stories that are being told in Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I do like Stranger Things. I'm getting kind of frustrated that I feel like, I feel like there's some continuity issues myself, but yeah, you 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 were mentioning that. Yeah, I just feel like it's a new, different monster every time with very little reference to, like, the older stuff. Sure. And, I mean, they address that in the final, like, installments of this season a little bit, but I wasn't... 
sometimes I feel like you remember when Lost, the last couple episodes of Lost oh happened and it was like they yes, stitched a I bunch remember. of stuff up really fast. And sometimes I feel like that is a little bit what Do we're we doing. Do we want it? Are we, ta- are we doing this? Are we talking about Lost right now? We because will talk about Lost later. We will talk about Lost when later. later. We're, right now we're talking about Stranger Things no, and because, I want to hear. Okay. okay. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. I, I have a hear, lot of things to say about Lost. I know, but we only have 13 minutes fine. in this segment. Okay, what did we love about season four of Stranger Things? What did I love? What did we love? I have a list of things I love, but I also want to hear what you loved. I, okay, so I I love what they did with a lot of, uh, I say a lot, I'm about to say a lot of some of the character development. That's a stupid sentence. That's not a good sentence. Um, I usually always. uh, Some of the characters that they were developing drew me in. Mm-hmm. And then there were other characters that were there that were just like, huh? why are you here? Yeah. No, I get it. You've been a part of the story. That's fine. Some of them. It's yeah. fine. Some and then of those also characters are real tired. Also, they took they took an entire season to kind of build up a character arc and then it went nowhere. Yeah. It went nowhere. And so I, I think that the, I don't have it's not just showering praise on the Duffer brothers for what they've done. Because I, I do think that there was some things that could have been done a little bit better. Um, but I, I really enjoyed getting to, I love how they introduce new characters. Uh-huh. I absolutely love how, for the most part, how they introduce new characters. So like Eddie Munson. Right. Oh man. We, we like Eddie. Dude. Like. Honestly. <laughs> I was very surprised, again, spoiler, mm-hmm. I was very surprised that he was done so soon because yeah, because when they introduced him, I was like, wow, he is so strange. He's so interesting. He's so over the top. And it seemed like the actor had been so carefully chosen for yeah. this part that I was like, Oh man, this character is going places. And it's not that he didn't go places, but it's like, I mean, they are the king of like (laughs) killing people off and everybody being like too soon, too soon. Yeah. And that's how I kind of felt. But I guess that's another one of the things though, is that like, I think the, like they were talking about how like the body count was going to be just Uh, massive in this one. I wish they'd been different bodies. (laughs) And that's the thing right now. It's like, technically speaking, the body count was a lot higher, but you look back at the, who it was and you're like, man, I, I really think personally, and I've seen other people share this concern on the internet as well that the cast is getting too large. It's, it's sure there there are too many strings to follow. Yeah. We don't want to, if I can refer to another old show here, but heroes. Oh, uh, like got hairy because you just couldn't follow everything. It was impossible. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, we're dancing around it, but Eddie doesn't make it out. He doesn't. But, his, he won arc. the hearts of all of the nerd com- community, though. Like, oh, absolutely, real. I man. think I think that if they would have introduced Eddie in season one, or maybe even season two. Season two is an absolute dumpster fire in my eyes. Um, <laughs> a lot of that stuff 
it's my least favorite season of of all of Stranger Things, and I would say the bulk of it got retconned. It, that means yeah, that they just kind yeah. of were like, oh yeah, we. I mean, we had never two. referenced again a bunch of it. We just had to. We, we needed season two to get to of, season the three. The feel of it was completely different and wasn't brought back. But no. I mean, I would say that Eddie, in a single season won people's hearts the way that it took Dustin three. Yeah. But now Dustin's like in his stride. And I think that he, I mean, if we're going to use Dustin I as mean, an analogy, Dustin from the beginning, but if we're going to use Dustin as an analogy, like, like Eddie Munson's character was built on the back of characters like Dustin yep. and Steve and yep. other ones that had to Which, fight and scratch and claw. By the way, Steve Harrington, I love you forever. <laughs> you're my favorite. You're one of my favorite things about the entire series. And the thing I love about Steve is like everybody surrounding Steve, anybody who's part of his, whatever his subplot is. Yeah. You're like, that's the one I want to follow. That's it. We love Steve and the internet loves Steve. He's just the best. Well, the Steve Harrington memes on the internet right now are so good and see in season in seasons three and four specifically steve got arguably the best storylines he is such a good actor i don't know the actor's name he's so good it's it's steve harrington he is so he's so he's so good they named the character after him and he's like really like a three-fourths of the cast in the office. Yeah, Oscar. <laughs> um, I mean, he's he just seems so, like, nurturing. Even though, like, season one, he's a real jerk for part of it. Dude. But he, like, you... But by the but end of season one... you see that he, like, really feels icky about the way that he's acted, and you're still kind of pulling for him a little bit. Well... I was, even when he, Jonathan and Nancy were, like, having their moment, and you're like, well, we kind of... You have to pull for the underdog, right? But I'm like, I don't know, though. No, I you liked, don't, actually. I like Steve. Yeah. I like him. So, Steve turned around at the very... Well, not the very end, but at the end of season one. That's when he was up on, you know, the, the movie theater. You know, hey, let me help you erase the thing that I wrote up there. Mm -hmm. about Nancy. Mm -hmm. And so that, that they, I mean, it was a, it wasn't a long season, but it felt like a long time of us mm -hmm. just like hating Steve and him being this womanizer and this jerk mm -hmm. and this, you know, oh, macho cool guy. Whatever. Well, like he was the one who was born into popularity yeah. and all this stuff. When you, when you're really like, this show is written by nerds for nerds and he's the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and so, and they carry that trope. Uh -huh. They carry that trope even into season four. There's always uh -huh. that kind of jock, whatever that you know is the antithesis, All right? You know, for the for the the nerds, right? Uh -huh. um, but yeah, I would say that uh, Steve, Steve is one of our our favies. Um, yeah, yeah, I like uh, memes like uh, how to deal with a breakup. Normal people cry, eat ice cream, watch sad movies, cry some more. Steve Harrington. Adopt four middle school kids and become the best single mom the Hawkins that Hawkins has ever seen. Like, uh, yes, 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 but I will say that even over that, even over Steve, and I catch flack for this. No, I catch flack for this. Over right? Steve, over Steve for me. What is happening? Um, is Billy? Yes, uh, Billy. I love to hate Billy. I think, like when we talk about liking Billy, it's like, well, obviously we aren't like. Yeah, Billy. We want Billy to 
you know, we don't think he's good, but he is, man, he just played that character so well. Like I, I hated him so much in season two. And then I really enjoyed hating him in season three. And then I was kind of disappointed when I couldn't hate him in season four. (laughs) (laughs) But they still even, they even brought him back a little bit, you know, even with some flashbacks and stuff like that. And that's when you know that a character has made an May, impact. Yeah. Right. It's absolutely. like when, when the way that Max feels about him is her story arc. It's what draws her to Vecna. Like we haven't said a lot of names. If you guys know what we're talking about with Stranger Things, it's going to make a lot of sense. Right. But Vecna uses something. He's the big baddie. I would not say of this season. I, they go back and they kind of tie Vecna into everything. And Mm -hmm. it's this real, you know, it was Vecna all along kind of a deal, Mm -hmm. which I love. Yeah. And it's not even far-fetched because I've seen some things online that it's, no, go watch this episode. Go listen to this moment right here. You're going to hear the clock gong. Mm -hmm. You know, like that kind of a deal. That clock, man. Or go back here and look at this person or this, this shadowy figure with this long drawn hand you know, in, in season one, they're like Vecna, Vecna was there the whole time Vecna was there. And so like that kind of legacy, I think is what Billy leaves on stranger things. And again, it's really sad that he was kind of like a one ish and done. Um, I would say kind of like a one plus and done Mm -hmm. that I think that he would have to maybe to see like his character uh, get, get Steve treatment where he is like cleansed and then brought back into the fold. That would have been really cool. But really all we have is Will. Uh, Will. Yeah. I mean. Will Will is a remnant of the upside down. Sure. Um, Which I, you know, I have felt like Will was a pretty throwaway character. He was like the vehicle for all of these things, but was kind of vanilla the entire time. Like who cares about Will until this season when I feel like he's giving getting some actual opportunities to be taken seriously as a character. But again, so he was the one that I was alluding to that he has this story arc that like climbs and then goes almost, almost nowhere. Mm -hmm. I don't want to diminish it because Mm -hmm. it does have a moment, but every, even his biggest moment is an unspoken. And so like, I, f- I feel like they could have done a lot more with that, but we're not talking about least favorites. We're talking about big favorites. I mean, right? we, we are going to have to talk about some least favorites just so, briefly. So we did talk Steven. We did talk Eddie. Um, Steven. Steven Harrington Ms. is his Mr. father. Mr. Steven Harrington. <laughs> Steve, Eddie. Um, and uh, then I, I squeezed Billy in there because like, that's my, that's my guy. Like I, it's not like I identify the most as Billy. It's like, right. I just really like the way they built his character. Yeah, that was great. A good one. Um, and then we talked a little bit about Vecna. Um, there were a lot of Freddy Krueger references in this season. You know, each season they kind of try and go with a different horror trope. This season was... I haven't seen enough horror movies to know, to recognize the tropes, but definitely this time you're around, you're like, oh my gosh, it's Freddy Krueger. Called it's it Freddy almost Kruger. immediately. Yeah, you did. Um, and so, and that was, I, I didn't do a lot of like research and I wasn't setting you up so that you would think that I was super cool. Um, but like called it and then they had Robert England who played Frederick Krueger in A Nightmare in Elm Street. 
and he was a character in Stranger Things. I know. I was like, what if, what if they pulled Nightmare on Elm Street into the Stranger we did talk Things about that. world? That, that would it, be yeah. weird. I feel possible, like they could do it. Possible I feel like crossover. I was excited that Eleven has a buzz cut again. <laughs> <laughs> I hated her curly bangs, by the way. Never again. Don't do that to us again. She's so cute. And she can totally pull off the buzz. And like, yeah. that is just the iconic 11 look. And I was like, so glad that they did it again. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Um, there were a lot of really cool references. <clears throat> you, you probably didn't even realize this, but there were a lot of really cool references between this season and um, Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. Star Wars. So like where she's like lifting the pot up um, and even like what she's dressed in. It's very reminiscent of Luke lifting the X-Wing. Oh, out of the okay. swamp, yeah. Um, on Dagobah, it's mm -hmm. it's it was it was really cool, and that was what the Duffer Brothers were trying to do. And so they've already said because nostalgia is there. They have already said that they want the next season, season five, the fi the final season, to be Return of the Jedi. -esque. I thought that this one was supposed to be the final. That's season. what I thought too, but I guess I was wrong. Anyway, okay, a couple of things really fast, really fast that we didn't love. Nancy, what are we doing here? Uh, I, um, I'm sorry, Nance, but we are like all the way. So over. I, I see. What I, I wanted them to kill Nancy. <laughs> I thought that would have been an acceptable body to put into the count because I feel like it was kind of middle of the road. Right? Like we are invested in Nancy, yeah. but I'm not heavily vested in Nancy. I feel like she just disappoints me because they have sold her as this big girl power character where it's like, oh, nerd stuff and fighting monsters isn't just for boys it's for girls too but i'm like we already have 11 we already yeah. have max which are pretty decent female characters nancy's Nancy, like she's blood rage barbie uh, she, for like no reason at all is she good at fighting yeah. monsters she picks up a gun one time and is an amazing shot she hasn't practiced she had i don't i don't know how to say this nicely she is very, very tiny. Like she's so, very, very tiny. And I don't understand. Again, you didn't watch enough horror movies growing up. It's, it's ridiculous. And I just feel like it's kind of like when the WWE was like, we want people to take women's wrestling seriously, but they are still putting extensions and false eyelashes all over them. And they are still dancing around in bikinis for the longest time. And I'm like, you, nobody's going to take this seriously. Stop being ridiculous. So n nothing against the actress that plays Nancy. That's no, not it. It's just she, we, no. we feel like her character just didn't hit. It, now, she, now again. I just need more. I need more from Nancy. There are some people who I've heard that said that Nancy was their favorite character. No. So I, I think it's all about seeing yourself. I've been told yourself. I look like Nancy. Uh, I don't think I do. No. But I Maybe have been told that I If I close my eyes like and think about what you look like, then yes, you look like Nancy. Like, I'm all the way here for Robin. Robin, Robin is so likable and believable. Nancy, yeah. I just, maybe it's because I'm she like. Gets a, she gets a pretty good story arc this season, season four. Nancy, or no, Robin, Robin yeah. Does, yeah. Yeah. Also, and I know that some disappointing things happened with Jonathan. And so. In real life. I think that that kind of let down the Nancy Jonathan storyline that they had going on. But I'm not going to lie. I have been Nancy Steve from the beginning. Yeah. And then this season I realized mostly I just want Steve to have what he wants, which is Nancy. Stancy. It doesn't. Or Neve. 
Yep. But but it's not really tied up in Nancy. Swish the names together. <sighs> anyway. Um, you also put down on here, uh, Jonathan, just in general, we're kind of over him, like yeah. period. Like I did, I hated yes. this character. And I, I thought that they didn't give us enough reason for them to stay together. So I we're mean, gonna move yep. on from that. Like yep. his character was was kind of Papa, yep. pass. Um Argyle, double, triple pass. Like You didn't I, like Argyle. No, I thought he was a waste of TV I thought time. he was funny. I mean, he's always talking about just it is, yeah. getting stoned. Yep. Um, we, you, you wrote down here, Erica, the potty mouth. <laughs> and so like, here's, here's the deal again. It's for what this TV show is. Mm-hmm. It nails everything. I understand that. You go back and watch shows from the eighties and you're like, holy geez, we were allowed to watch that stuff. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Erica. I just feel like it's unnecessary okay. and I don't think she's likable enough. Um, you also have on here, uh, and we're just blown through some of these things. Yeah. You say you miss Goofy Max. Yeah. Okay. I also miss Goofy Max, but Chick has seen some stuff, all right? She I deals know. she shows us that people deal with trauma differently. I know. All that being said, I think she should have stayed dead. And it's not because I dislike her character, but yeah. because that was like the the final seal, as yeah. it were, for for Vecna to release the the upside down on the right side up. Okay, yeah, that was it. And then it was like, oh, she died. J.K. Kidding. Eleven brought her back. And I'm like, stop doing that. <laughs> stop. Yeah. So when I when I talk about meaningful deaths, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Things that actually like gives you a reason to move forward and to fight for that. Now she's in a coma, so she's kind of like in and out. Well, it's just it's like how they should have stopped recording The Office after season four. I agree. Just let disagree. It go. I thought I, got, go, I thought I had some good episodes, but. I, I will say this. We want to hear from you guys, all right? Yous guys, our listeners. What were your favorite and least favorite things about Stranger Things? Hit us up on Twitter, at ChurchNerdsLTN. We want to know. Um, you can let if us know. If you say something bad about Steve, though, so help me. I'm deleting your comments. I just don't even, I've never talked to anybody. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you have anything, I would be interested to read it. Um, but like I said, you can hit us up in discord on Twitter, really anywhere that you can find us, let us know and share your stuff. Well, Hey, we're going to do this thing where we kind of step back for a moment. We take a breath, maybe go get a drink of water, do some stuff like that. We're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about biblical perspectives with stranger things. What does the Bible have to say about stranger things on church nerds? everyone, I'm Brittany Laughland, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the new Marvel movie, Thor, Love and Thunder. Thor, Love and Thunder is not only the latest Marvel movie, but it's also the fourth movie in the Thor series. With the zany and hilarious Taika Waititi helming the follow-up to his first dip in the Marvel pool with Thor Ragnarok, Waititi puts his own spin on the storyline from the Marvel comics that follows Dr. Jane Foster on her journey of battling cancer and becoming the mighty Thor. While Love and Thunder offers bright and colorful scenes and costumes, fantastic music, and some truly laugh-out-loud moments throughout the film, I couldn't help but feel that the story only hit the surface of the struggles its characters are going through. 
As aware I am of the stark differences in time when it comes to movies and television, I feel that Marvel has done a fantastic job so far exploring their characters thoroughly through their Disney Plus series, such as Loki and Moon Knight. And while it's hard to follow something that was as good as Thor Ragnarok, I really felt that Love and Thunder could have been fantastic on its own, and didn't need to try to copy what Ragnarok achieved. I would have loved to have seen the slow burn of Thor and Jane rekindling their love for one another, to see a bit more than just the humor of the deep loneliness Thor has felt since the events of Avengers Endgame. I would have also liked to have seen a bit more with Jane wrestling with becoming the mighty Thor and continuing the fight against the cancer that it accelerates. Having said that, I overall truly enjoyed this movie. If you're looking for a Marvel movie that is full of laughs, colorful scenes, and just an overall fun summer flick, then this will be right for you. It's something you can easily enjoy with your favorite little Marvel fan and one that they'll love, perhaps more than the previous darker Marvel flick that kicked off the summer, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi truly are a force to be reckoned with, as they somehow together found the magic to reinvigorate Thor and make his story one of the most fun Marvel characters to see unfold. Natalie Portman also doesn't disappoint, as her epic return to Dr. Jane Foster feels fresh and fun, and I genuinely want to see more of Jane in the future. And Christian Bale unsurprisingly kills it as Gore the God Butcher, equal parts menacing and sympathetic on his quest to seek revenge for his daughter on all of the gods of the universe. I am of the opinion that not every movie has to be either the best movie ever or the worst movie ever. If it's a movie that falls somewhere in the middle, even if it's slightly one way or the other, that's perfectly okay. Putting every film to Citizen Kane level standards is a great way to miss hidden gems that deserve to be seen. And while Thor Love and Thunder may not be a hidden gem, it certainly is one, shining bright amongst the dozens of other Marvel entries that came before it. I guarantee that you will have a great time watching it like I did, and especially if things in your world right now are looking particularly grim. It's two hours of non-stop laughs that will leave you with a smile on your face as you leave the theater. I'm Brittany Lothland, and remember, when standing trial in front of the Greek king of the gods, Zeus, be sure to wear underwear in case he decides to magically flick your disguise off. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And if you're tuning in anywhere other than LTN Radio by finding us online at ltnonair.com or by downloading the Live 365 app and searching for LTN Radio, hey, thanks. Thanks for being here. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, other other podcast platforms that exist I get emails all the time from like all these different places that are like, Hey, uh, do you want to claim your podcast here? And I was like, I actually didn't submit it to you. That's kind of creepy that you have it, but thank you. Question mark. So if you found us on one really? of those, Oh yeah, dude. Well, cause they're trying to just like get all the traffic to their yeah. website. And so basically what they do is they just go scrub <laughs> and pull. Uh. They're not downloading our episodes. They're just pulling the feed and filtering it through. Hey, mm-hmm. get our app. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you found us on one of those super sketchy websites, um, <laughs> hey. Um, uh, go listen on LTN on air where you can be legit. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or keep listening there. I don't care. I think it still counts. For, so it's fine. 
Um, hey, we are continuing this discussion that we started last segment on Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take a little bit of a heavier turn this time. Well, there are some heavy things in in many of the episodes of Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, this specific, I said episodes, I meant seasons. Yeah, I know the difference. Yeah, I know the difference between both seasons yeah. and episodes. Anyway, uh, this season, it felt like there was a lot about like bullying. And I don't even just say bullying. People using their power and influence to like, just drive somebody else down. Yeah. Either like there, there's bullying and stuff to make yourself look good, which I think is a lot of what um, happens in high school. And we see a fair amount of that. Yeah. And then there's the kind that's not just about elevating yourself, but like more about like having control over other things and yeah. people. And we see that also <laughs> In this ep- in this season, there yeah. it is again. So, um, you know, in, in like heavy manipulation kinds of stuff. Yeah, um, we we see a lot of it, like most of it happening with Eleven and her character and the people that are around her because yeah, yeah. she either has this amazing power that people want to harness, mm-hmm. um, arguably. For good, I don't feel like that's. I, I uh, we never really saw that come to like an actual, like. I feel like moment. some of the people had some. It was like doing all the wrong things for all the right reasons, kind of stuff. Like, do the ends justify the means, yeah. and all of that. There were some characters, but then Paul Reiser's character, the it was the doctor, the good doctor. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. Some would say he was mad about eleven. He was in a show called Mad About You. Oh, oh. Well, um, I mean, I went from like initially being like, oh, no, not this guy. He's bad. I know it. He's using her. And then it was like, well, yeah, he is using her. But then it was like, but I think he really wants to do the right thing. I think he really wants to do the right thing. Papa, I'm like, no, 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 no. This guy is the scum of the earth. It is a little bit annoying to me. When we take these characters who have done, t- <laughs> this is just probably the worst part of my humanity Ooh, yeah, speaking right now. Okay. Uh, when they did it with Maleficent was the first time that oh, I saw it. Yeah. I was like, come on, you take this horrible, evil, evil, like rotten to the core person who is the scum of the earth. And then you're like, oh, but here's why we should really sympathize. <laughs> And why maybe the things that they did were just misunderstood and not that bad. Yeah. And I think that there is something to be like, there's something to that. Um, we actually have some articles on the love thy nerd website. Mm, uh, actually some of them, <laughs> the ones about the witcher, um, yeah. where they're talking about like monster hunting basically. And it's like, when it comes down to us down to it, like, uh, we there's some monster in all of us. Yeah. Okay. And there, and that's that's true. That's real. But how much do we say? Well, because because I know there's bad things about me, I can't condemn. <laughs> you know this behavior. Well, yeah. you know, Papa, he was just he was just trying to 
I don't even know. She, I don't was, even know. she was never going to unlock her full potential if she wasn't pushed to the absolute brink. Because she tried, I mean, and, and he needed, he was trying to do this greater good. It's like the, the trolley, uh, yeah, trolley dilemma, dilemma, yeah, yeah, where it's like, well, do we sacrifice her? And it was not just her, but like this entire, oh my gosh, like ward full yeah. of children who are just shells of human beings. Yeah, I think 11 of them. Was she, no, there were she more was of number them. 11. I know, but I think there were more. There was 14, I'm pretty sure. Was there? Because I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's, that's not the part of it. But it, it was a lot. And what he did was he put children through these things. And, uh-huh. and, he, and he abducted I'm sure we're some of learn them. more about all that. He and, abducted some of them, like took them from their mothers yeah. and performed experiments on them. And I mean, it's like some of them really had positive feelings toward him like he was a nurturing person to them yeah but the fact is that he was using all of them and then and endangering all of them to the point that they like trigger warning they died and it's like well and then and and then you have you know these kids who basically have you know some variation of stockholm syndrome because Mm -hmm. he's papa Right. And she like doesn't know how like she hates him, but she doesn't know how to say no to him because yep. she feels like she owes him in some ways. And it's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah. I just hate that. And I mean, it's very complex, very, it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, like to even watch that character go through it. It's just, well, bleh. and so honestly, like for me, 11 as a character, she doesn't make it into my things that I love the most about Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. She's actually pretty close to the bottom oh, of really? the things that I I dislike the most about. And it's not like ah, what a dumb, pre- you know, what a stupid thing to do for a character or what. I'm just like, right. I I think that her character was great. I think that she just. I mean, the the whole story is about her getting basically the raw end of the stick, right? At and, every turn. And that is manifested in season four. Like, I think to its nth degree, we get to see all the way back in time when, you know, how, how she grew up basically in that compound, mm-hmm. in the vault, as it were, you know. Mm-hmm. We get to see that and how that kind of shaped who she was, um, you know, and you can kind of, you, you could watch season four, bits and pieces of season four, if you were to cut them up and then go straight into season one mm-hmm. and like have a better understanding of, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the way we see that and then we see, you know, fast forward to, you know, the, the buyers, um, have been and and 11 have now been displaced since Hawkins exploded again. They're mm-hmm. now displaced and they've been moved to California. Okay. And so did you not know that that's where they were? I did. I'm trying, like, I'm still trying to think of it because it's just it's like, hello, we're in California. It's very. So the, the. They were high. It's like witness protection. Like he yeah. was hiding her. Yeah. 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 And so, so they're over there and that was kind of, you know, very disorienting through the yeah. story that they were yeah. like to, but anyway, so we see her and she's, she's young, but she's younger on the inside. Right. Because so she's she's very I mean, she's gone through all this stuff, but she's still very innocent in her understanding and her knowledge of the world and like how how high school and junior high and stuff like that works. And so what we see is we see people that bully her 
and manipulate her into different situations. And I think that the right. culmination of that is like the skating rink. <laughs> Where it's just, I hate it, that scene. well, and I think that you were supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, the, I think Eleven's story is painful. That's why you're, it's like, it's in the bottom for you. Like the whole thing is just kind of painful to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, skating rink. Uh, no, I was just going to say like the, the whole idea of, of them like inviting her out to skate and then. And you know, it's so predictable. And you're like, oh, haven't you seen any movies? Those kids are the worst and they hate you. What are you well, doing? It's all based on movies. And so like, I think that it was perfect. And so they're skating around her and they're like calling her names and they're filming it. And then there's this, uh, again, everything is real tropey. There's this like Carrie moment. Okay. Carrie was a Stephen King novel turned into a movie where, you know, she was like up on stage. I think she became like prom queen and then our prom queen. And then they pulled down a bucket of blood on her. And then that's what, Ooh. that's what set her off. And so, that basically kind of happened where they're skating around her and, you know, putting her in the center of the skating rink. And then they're laughing at her and pointing at her. And then they throw like milkshake on her. Mm -hmm. And then she slips and falls and, you know, like hits her head and all sorts of stuff. And of course she's furious. She's mm -hmm. absolutely furious. And I mean, right, wrong or in, indifferent. I think that her reaction was actually pretty, pretty, pretty good for, for who she was, what she had been doing. Hitting, wow. hitting someone in the face she of the roller skate. Was... walks straight up to that chick and she clobbers her with a I, skate. And I literally was like, Whoa! could not believe what I was watching. And we've seen her do weird stuff. Right. But mm -hmm. that was, that was real. Yeah. Like she, she didn't have her powers at that moment. And her only response to that, because she couldn't get them to stop. They would not stop. She tried reasoning with them all sorts yeah. of stuff. And they were humiliating her in front of her boyfriend. Like it was a whole thing. Those, those were some mean girls and boys that were doing. I always tell myself people, people don't really do that stuff outside of movies. Do they? Ugh. I think that they do. I think that they do. Uh, and so she just literally walks up to this mean girl. And I mean, hits her right in the face with a skate. And it is, I think it's so shocking and so brutal because it's the most, it's the realest thing that happens in Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, yeah. If she had like thrown her across the room with power, so we probably would have been like, oh man. Yeah. But with the skate, we're like. <laughs> Holy crap. She just did that. That was a real thing. But, you know, like, I, I think that that is, that, that, that breaks my heart in a big yeah. kind of way because as Christians, and again, if you're not a Christian, enjoy this peek behind the curtain. As Christians, we are called to not be those kinds of people that would make somebody feel so small and so uh, less than that they they would need to impose physical harm on us if for no other reason just to get us to listen. And so I worry about that. And I, I help people as best as I can kind of understand part of what we do with LTN is we're trying to reduce toxicity in nerd culture and gaming culture. And I look at that, I'm watching stranger things and I'm like, okay, well those kids aren't nerds or geeks or whatever, but that is like the epitome of toxic culture. You're different. You believe something completely different than we do about whatever it is. And in, in this case, it was just like, she didn't fit in with them. 
She wasn't part of the cool kids crowd. And so no matter how much she tried. I, I don't even understand why. Like, I just, I don't understand that, like, click culture very much. That's, like, mm. so exclusive that that there's not really a reason. I guess she was weird a little bit. Like, she was awkward, maybe. Well, again, I, it, I, don't, even, I don't even want to explore it. I because know. I don't want to. I don't want to try and justify the actions that they. The, no, like, that they, I know. Well, I just can't even get into their minds. I'm just. I just don't like them. She was different. Hmm. She was different, and so their response was to literally humiliate she, her at every single turn. And she hadn't grown up with them. Like she was new. She was new. Yeah. I think that we get that way in church. Sometimes, like. Not to the point where people hit us in the face with roller skates. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. But where it's like, you know, we have our way, we have our own way of doing things. We have our church pews that belong to us because our parents paid for them at the last capital fund campaign mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, where it gets so hard for people to get into our circle that it's like hurtful to them. Um, you know, and it's like, why? And I, you know, relational capacity is a thing. I actually told a friend the other day, I was like, I'm just so annoyed with relational capacity that I can't be friends with everybody. Like it's physically impossible for me to be friends with all the people that I want to be friends with <laughs> and spend yeah. time. Um, it's hard to not have clicks, but in church, like, I mean, there are people who try to come in from the outside and are like, I just couldn't, I just couldn't like crack it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get in. Yeah. And, um, and that is a lot of what Jesus spoke out against, um, like against the religious people and the way that they were treating people around them. Like the other people would never be able to be good enough to like be on their level and hang with them. Um, and then also the, you know, less religious people, the more political people who are like, Romans are the worst and we can never hang like if like being Roman is the unforgivable sin mm. basically. And Jesus is like, Ugh. so the sermon on the Mount, uh, we were talking about when we we're looking for a verse. It's like the entire thing is about dying to self and yeah. has a little something for, uh, no matter where you fall on that spectrum of like grossness. Um, Jesus is like, Mm, it's it's all it's all bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, that witch hunt for Eddie. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of reference to the satanic panic. Um. In this season, which I feel like I kind of wanted to explore a little bit. I don't know if we have all the time, but I was just we like, don't, no. ah, that um, basketball team captain. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was worried about it from the very moment he took the mic in the gym. It was like, he sounds kind of preachery. <laughs> what are they doing here with this preacher voice guy? Yeah. And dang it, if they did not straight up turn him into the absolute enemy, which is understandable given this particular like culture that this is looking at. Um, Cause that was so hurtful and like, 
And we've seen an article come out apparently recently that I keep seeing people referencing that's bringing up again, like Dungeons and Dragons is, is, you know, evil and terrible for all these reasons. But the person who wrote it had, has never played, has no idea what they're talking about. And it's just like basically condemning, you know, anybody who plays it. Yeah. So it's like, it's alive and well still. What is happening? I thought we were past this. Yeah. It's the idea of just taking a person and reducing them down to the things that they like um, or the things that they dislike Mm -hmm. instead of looking at that person as a human person and an individual, somebody who, you know, we talk all the time about um, this is, this is a person who has the Imago Dei with, within them. This is a person who is made in the image of God and, and bears the mark of their creator. This is somebody who we as Christians believe that Jesus died for. Mm-hmm. Not just the friends that we have at church or that we have at church camp or you know that, that go to our small group or wear the same t-shirts or listen to the same music. Not just those people, but like Jesus died for everybody. And instead what we do is we categorize people. Um, you're not good enough because you don't like the same things that I like. And so a natural inclination for somebody who is already segregating people, categorizing them, putting them into, um, you know, different slots of worth. Um, it's really easy for them to go from categorizing to, you know, in conceptualizing things to actualizing and violence and stuff like that. It's not a, it's not a big jump for them. And so, you know, we need to be better than that. God calls us to be better than that. Jesus demands that we be better than that. The Beatitudes are all over that, telling us that it doesn't matter how people are treating you. It doesn't matter. We are called to love them. And that's what we do with Love Thy Nerd is, is we are the love of Jesus to nerds in our culture at every single moment that we possibly can be. St. Francis of Assisi is credited as saying this, at all times preach the gospel, if necessary, use words. It doesn't have to be something where we're always standing there and just shouting at people and arguing them toward or into the kingdom of heaven because A, you can't do that. Um, and B, you shouldn't be doing that. Just if you're doing that, please please stop doing that. We say all the time that we think that the best way to share the gospel with people is through relationship. We think it's the most effective route to share the gospel because what we're doing is when I tell somebody, hey, Jesus loves you, what I'm actually doing is, is I'm taking the onus onto myself. And it's, it's up to me to prove that to you. It's not necessarily up to you, the non-believer, to just believe it because I said it. Because that's the thing that's gotten us into trouble for millions and billions and trillions of years now is people just believing a thing that somebody has said. Trillions. Billions and trillions millions and trillions. Of years. Yeah. Oof. And so like when we boil everything down to love, um, there is, there's a story that just came out that I absolutely think is fantastic. This is, it's a testimony that I've been telling. If you don't know what a testimony is. It's just a story of a life changing thing. Okay, and we happen to use testimonies as a way of showing God moving in and through our lives as Christians. And so um, there, there's a story out there uh, that's pretty recent as of this, this recording of the founder of the South African Church of Satan converting from that to Christianity. And my first question um, is, is just, it's why? 
Like why, Mm -hmm. why would you do that? You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's not thunderous applause. It's not overwhelming joy. It's just sheer confusion. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? What's, what's the, what's the point to be the, well, yeah, because like to be the founder is like, that's pretty well committed as a founder of love thy nerd. If I were to turn and go completely the opposite direction, I don't even know what it would take for me to do that. So as I'm sitting here asking myself why, you know, he does a, he does a Facebook live and he just answers that question, the why. Mm -hmm. And he said that he can boil it down to four people, specifically four Christians. And it was all because they showed him unconditional love. In the moments where he had earned hate, where he had earned this, you know, feelings of vitriol from the Christian community. And when I say earned, it's like, I still don't think that he had actually earned those things, but in the eyes of a lot of people, you're, you're discounting God. You're, you're not standing, you're standing against him and in opposition. And so you're, you're getting your comeuppance. And so he said that these, these four, these four people, these four Christians showed him unconditional love. And specifically that uh, there was one time where one of the women just came up and hugged him. And he was like, I can still feel her arms around me. Like, and it was that, that like when he was actually going into a ritual to get more power in the church of Satan, um, have fun Googling that later. Right. But as he's doing all these things, yeah, no thanks. Um, as he's doing all these things, um, he's like searching for all this power. And he says that God, like Jesus showed up and he was like, all right, well, if you are who you say you are, then prove it. And in that moment, he felt the same unconditional love that he had felt from those people. And that's when he knew that that was Jesus. And so like, it's, it's the craziest story, but it was at that moment that he was like, I think I'm done. I think this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so what he said was the reason that that was such a big deal was because of the unconditional love. And so I've had Christians say, well, okay, but, but, but what, what did those four people do? What did they do? They loved him unconditionally. No, I get that, but what did they do? No, 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 no. They loved him unconditionally. Like feverishly they loved him, right? Like without any kind of boundary, they loved him when he didn't quote unquote deserve it from the Christian community. And because he had never in his life felt unconditional love, not at home, not even in, not in the church of Satan, not in anything that he'd done in his entire life. He had never felt unconditional love. So it was foreign to him. And so it makes sense that honestly, what he, what he did was not knowing unconditional love. He then perpetuated that feeling of no unconditional love. Nobody else says, nobody out there is going to love you based on the things that you've done. He perpetuated that through the founding of the South African church of Satan. Um, And, you know, we're not going to get into it, but like a a lot of Satanism is, is not what you've seen in the movies. A lot of it is very egocentric, you know, the lifting up of yourself and becoming, you know, more into yourself and the self is a big deal. And so what he found out was, uh, this is not what I'm supposed to do. And it was the love, the unconditional love of four Christians in his life that turned him around. 
And so when we sit here and we say, hey, we as Love Thy Nerd are here just to tell you that Jesus loves you. We want to crack that crack that thing wide open and let you know and feel that love because we're going to hang out with you and spend time with you. Now I have something very like dramatic to point to and go, this ain't just your friend Timmy that plays softball, you know, at church league. Like this guy was a founder of a church of Satan. Like that's, that's kind of a big deal from a Christian standpoint, as far as like one side of the coin to the other kind of a deal. And so I think about that in as much as it pertains to, to this, um, to stranger things. And like these, these people that she knew in her life, 11, these people were not showing her unconditional love. Mm -hmm. They weren't. In some cases, there were no conditions in which she could have earned their love. And I would even say characters like Mike, who is a dumb teenage boy. Your friend, Mike. Your friend, Mike. <laughs> you know, like he, oh yeah, your friend, that's how he signed his letter. <laughs> One idiot. Um, like she was just surrounded by people who did not know how to show her love. And then like you could even say Joyce Byers, who is like the person and Hopper, the people that loved yeah. her the most, yeah. couldn't, like physically could we're, not we're be there. there for her in her biggest time of need. And so her character just feels this crushing weight of unacceptance. Um, and I don't want to say hate, but in some cases, you know, enough to want to hit somebody with a skate, you know, like yeah, there's a lot that need, that has to go into that before you get to that point. Yeah. And I think, I think it's interesting contrasting that moment the, the roller skates, the face moment with um, like rescuing Billy from the mind flare yeah. sort of because this is kind of what we were talking about. Like as, as far as like, you know, Jesus whole, not shtick, but like message in the sermon on the Mount being like loving your enemies and um, self-denial and all of this stuff. I, I think not to say that Eleven is the Jesus character, but in the in the moment where she, like, she shouldn't rescue Billy, but she kind of does. I mean, he still dies, but you know, we, tried. we know about that moment that that you know she has with him, basically. Yeah, um, that she she sees him, she sees who he is, like deep down at his core and what made him that way, all of those Maleficent moments that I yeah. hate, like she has them with him. Um, and it, and like reaches all the way down into all that mess yeah, and sees him as a valuable person. Um, and she's able to do that for Billy yeah. who is her arguably her biggest enemy yeah, in, that, that was, in that season. Like, yeah. I mean, and then we have this roller skate moment where it's like, you know, why? I mean, we don't need to unpack all of that, but it is like two, two different moments. It is, it is an interesting dichotomy in that where like you have. Because she hadn't, I mean, she had no power. She had no power and felt so helpless and so underneath all of it that it's like, she just, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of lash out. Well, I mean, you have, you have 11 who. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was never easy for her to do this. It, it always came at great cost to her. Mm -hmm. But to, you know, especially with Billy, mm -hmm. to like reach down and 
know him. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go. This is relationship is basically what it is. You know, like yep. I'm going to go out of my yep. way very like intentionally to to know what's going on with you. Because she goes you, places where I wouldn't want to. Right. I just would rather be like, no, he's just bad. <laughs> she she basically this is this is the dichotomy, right? Like she looks at Billy and she goes, Wow, you know, this is the thing I say to everybody all the time. Like you are some of the moments that have led to this moment right now. You are worth saving. You're special. You're important, right? Like that's a thing. And it didn't work out, but like it, you, you know, she tried really hard. Um and then on the other hand, you have these kids in California that are like, You're you're a dork, you're you're worthless, whatever, like taking no time to get to know her, just being as surface level as possible. So I think, and again, I'm writing everything into the story and the character, right? That she can be like, I did, I have done this. I have, I've taken time. I've gone through stuff. And with Billy, you know, I've learned and, and, and know and love him and you won't give me the, the time of day. And so she turns around and she continues to be fake with them. She lies to Mike about them being her friends and like all sorts of stuff. It's just this this perpetuation of lies and deceit on every side of the coin because nobody has taken the time to build any kind of meaningful relationship. They're just trying to to bypass it sometimes for good, sometimes for not good, right? And so never works out. Relationships are messy. You got to spend the time to get in there. Um, but hey, we could talk. We went way long. You know what? I'm not going to cut any of it because I think it's all pretty good stuff. Um, and, and we didn't even scratch the surface. Like that was barely one point about yeah. Stranger Things. Um, yeah. But hey, we love this show. We think that you should watch it if you're not already watching Stranger Things. Viewer discretion is advised. Trigger warnings and all that stuff. Um, but stick around because when we come back, we've got a Church Nerds Weekly Verse. And uh, we've also got a nerd recommend- recommendation right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Final round, fight! Well, to close out our show today, we do have a nerdy recommendation for you, and the doy, it's go watch Stranger Things. <laughs> um, that may feel like a cop-out, but I promise you it's not. I think it's worth your time. It, I, it it's, yeah. I mean, I think that there are certain types of people that might appeal to and certain people that might not. I would even say that this is this is a nerdy recommendation for me because I want to go back and watch it again. Yeah. You know, well, I, I did most of it. it. Most of it. I was oh, like getting ready for got it. Yeah. For. Oh, you mean because you want to go back and look for all the Easter eggs and stuff. <laughs> Well, right. now like all kind the, of the Beckner references and yeah, all I, that I'm stuff. I'm very interested in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, so if you don't like tropey horror movies, 
It's probably not going to be for you. It gets a lot more tropey horror movie the longer you watch it. I feel like the first season was very, it was like sci-fi kind of thriller, but it gets a little darker, a little more, <laughs> that meat monster thing. You that was when I was like, the oh, the smoke gross. monster, the meat what monster, is you're happening? just not a fan of. Neither one, but the meat monster especially was disgusting. Anyway. But at the end of the day, Stranger Things comes highly hang, recommended. If you can hang, there's yeah. a lot of cool things about it. It's really cool storytelling. It's pretty decent character development. Yep. And definitely like artfully nostalgic. I would say for, for if you're like, you got kids that are, I would say under 13, viewer discretion is advised. Be a parent about mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. um, don't just be like, well, hey, church nerds say we should watch it. So mm -hmm. family movie night. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend that. Mm -hmm. We don't let nope. our kids watch no, it. No, 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 no. Um, but I think that like we, we unpacked what I would consider to be a pretty massive, mature theme in this last season of Stranger Things, season four. And that stuff is just peppered throughout the entire show mm -hmm. now it's like oh it's a bunch of kids oh we're just gonna watch you know the goonies and it's it's like it's different it is than that. not the goonies yeah it's not the goonies is really wacky slappy um there are a bunch of kids who have potty mouths yes it is like the goonies in that regard but yeah so mm -hmm. just do your do your research first and decide if it's something that that you want um and you're not going to hurt our feelings if you don't like it no but this is the nerdy recommendation is Stranger Things. And so um, really appreciate it. I even tried to play like the mobile game. Oh, really? Yeah, it was not super great. You got a, you got a Dustin Pop. I did get a Dustin Pop from, from this season, from yeah. season four. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it was from my brother, Pay in one of his whatnot auctions. And he's, it's one of the variants. One of the, I think it's a chase. Um, but it's not the one that I wanted. Oh, well, I actually won the wrong one. Oh no. It's fine. It's fine. You know? Yeah. Um, I wanted the one with, uh, the hellfire club. Sure. Oh yeah. This one doesn't have that on there. Yeah. But, I, hey, you know what? No big deal. I was, uh, Googling hellfire club and it looks like there's a lot of history things that seem interesting that I need to go and research. By oh the way. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, well, I do have a church nerds weekly verse. Yeah, hit us. Uh, okay, it's actually four verses. Sorry, okay, everybody. Well, we got a lot of making up. We had a break. Uh, yeah, I just felt like I couldn't pull the one out of context. You need you need to hear all of this. Read Romans chapter two, but the first four verses are as follows. Uh, you therefore have no excuse. You who pass judgment on someone else for at whatever point you judge another, you're condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, pass judgment on them and yet do the same things, do you think you'll escape God's judgment? Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? Wow. Wow. That's heavy. This is heavy. This is heavy, bro. Uh, boil it down. Just be nice to people. <laughs> like, just, just be, be nice, nice to, to other people because um, God 
was nice to you. Yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. reading, um, we were reading in Matthew earlier, Matthew seven. What was it? Verse 12, 14. I think it was verse 12. Roman, or, uh, yeah. Matthew seven, 12. Matthew seven, 12. Yes. And that's the golden rule. You know, mm-hmm. do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And so it's, it's one of those things where our whole shtick this week is how can we be better to the people around us? And so I want you, if I can leave you with a charge here, just look for people in your area, in your immediate vicinity that you can show love and kindness and compassion to and people that you can treat with honesty, honesty, dignity, and respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that will go quite a lot farther than your judgment. Oh, so much farther. Yeah. Absolutely so much farther. Hey, if you have any other questions or things that you would like for us to tackle, please um, head on over to our Google form, lovethynerd.com slash producer, and let us know what you would like for us to cover. We're still taking pitches and all sorts of stuff for this upcoming season, um, and we don't have it all figured out yet. So there's room for you guys to do stuff like that. Hey, you can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms, as well as the Church Nerds, Anna and I, at Church Nerds LTN on Twitter. And I think we got like Facebook stuff over there. Let's just focus on Twitter for this season. Let's just make it simple. Head over to Twitter. Um, And you can also catch us every Friday morning right here on LTN Radio and this show wherever you find your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of the play, the third party, um, you know, Napster mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. where they steal our stuff and they put it on there. Yeah. Um, you can find me on the internet all over the place. Um, yep. I am at Bubba underscore LTN on any place that I can get my hands on. And Anna is. You can find me in person. No. Uh, no Boo. <laughs> Boo. Uh, I, I'm on Facebook. You can shoot me a message. Uh, I'm just Anna Stolkup. I'm. Not special. You can also find us on Discord, hanging out on Discord pretty often. Um, I am at least. And you can get to that by just going to lovethynerd.com slash Discord. I feel like that's where the most of our stuff happens. And we've plugged our website, lovethynerd.com, a ton. Do yourself a favor. Get over there. Hang out with us. Well, hey, once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, Mary.